Hey everyone, it's me, Raheel. Gun violence is an issue that's impacting our entire city, and it's specifically impacting the youth of Houston. In fact, Harris County had the second most firearm-related deaths amongst youth in the nation, as outlined in a new report from the Harris County Commissioner's Court's Analyst's Office. Joining me from the office to explain the report is Interim Director Amber Weed and Analyst Arisha Davwa. It's Monday, April 17th. I'm Raheel Ramsnali, and here's what Houston is talking about. Welcome in. How are y'all doing? Amber, good morning. How's everything good morning. going? Doing well. Had some good coffee today. How are you? Hey, you know, same here. That's that's the the perfect way to start a Monday. Arisha, how are you? How are you doing? I'm great. I had chai. I'm a chai person. Okay, nice. <laughs> I'm glad you don't call it uh, chai tea. You know, that no. you just call it straight up chai, which I love. All right, let's yes. get started on this because there is so much in this report. And I know it can be overwhelming reading. So we're going to try to break this down for our listeners as best as we can. So Amber, I want to start with you. First of all, why was this extensive report requested? Perfect. Thank you. Um, this request was from the Harris County Judge's Office. Um, and a little bit about our office, we are a nonpartisan research department. Um, we were started in October of 2019, got fully staffed at about 2020. So we've been providing research to the county executives, which would be your four county commissioners, your county judge, and the county departments. Um, so this was a request from the county judge's office to examine youth firearm violence um, and the causes. Um, we had a five-year period, a six-year period to look at, to examine those data points, to work with our other partners in the county. So it was a collaborative effort. This was not just an analyst office project. We worked with several departments, the county attorney, um, our Office of Justice and Safety. We worked with Juvenile Probation Department. We worked with the Sheriff's Office. And I hope I'm not leaving anybody out, but those are the, the big players for that we work with on this report. Well, that's perfect. Some background on the report, how many different institutions and organizations and offices that are involved, because it is an important report and a study almost in terms of what's been happening with youth firearm violence. So, Arisha, I want you to jump in now because you worked on this report and there are a lot of parameters here. So let's break this down quickly. What age group qualifies as youth? Great. Um, thank you. So this is actually a really, really important question because I think when we typically understand youth, we think of kids under the age of 18, um, which is what we decided to include in this memo uh, as youth for several reasons. One, because kids are still in school, they're having very similar experiences up until that point. But in the Texas criminal justice system, individuals 17 or older are considered, um, are charged in the adult system, not individuals 18 or older. So for the purposes of this memo, that meant that we were looking at data, not only from the juvenile probation department, which would be, you know, kids under the age of 17, but also um, data from the Office of Justice and Safety, which has all of the adult system data, and that would be individuals 17 years old. And then what qualifies as an act of firearm violence? So in this report, we look at youth firearm-related offenses and youth firearm-related deaths. So for offenses, that's 
exactly what it sounds like. It's any sort of offense committed by an individual within the age group that we're looking at that involves a firearm. And for firearm-related deaths, it's the death of an individual within that age group by a firearm. So that includes homicide, suicide, any uh, undetermined or unknown causes, but you know that a firearm was involved. So both of those we sort of um, generally refer to in the report as youth firearm violence. I think let's start with this because youth crime has gone down since 2016, but firearm offenses have gone up, right? Exactly, yes. Um, Non-firearm related youth offenses have decreased overall from 2016 to 2021, um, even pre-pandemic, right? So we know that um, pre-pandemic from 2018 to 2019, we're still seeing decreases in non-firearm related offenses and then an even sharper decrease within the pandemic years from 2019 for 2020. And there are several reasons for that that we can get into, but but even though we're seeing those decreases in non-firearm-related offenses, we're seeing increases overall from 2016 to 2021 in firearm-related offenses in Harris County. Wow. That, 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 that was one of the shocking numbers for me. I was just like immediately floored by that. Like, okay, there's something obviously happening here. But before we get to that, I want to focus on firearm-related debts. Like what were some numbers from that, from the report that stood out to you? Um, so in the deaths data, this is actually where we sort of pulled um, the national trends as well to just see where where we compared. This data is publicly available on the CDC. So anybody can, can go and look at it. Um, it's de-identified data. It's just aggregate numbers. It's very accessible. So we, we look at some of the other large counties um, in the country and um, in terms of just raw numbers, the, the top three counties for youth firearm-related deaths um, for 2016 to 2020, we just look at 2020, not 2021 for the deaths, um, were Cook County in Illinois, um, Harris County, and Los Angeles County. So wow. three very large counties where you have large populations and large geographies, you would, you would kind of expect you know, larger numbers of anything in larger counties. Um, so what uh, health departments usually do is they calculate a crude death rate. So that is the uh, number of deaths per 100,000 individuals. When we take the crude death rate numbers or the rate and we look at the rank, it's Cook County still first. Then we have Bear County in Texas, Dallas County in Texas, Harris County in Texas, Tarrant County in Texas. So Los Angeles County is not even in the top four or five anymore, even though it's so massive. And in terms of raw numbers, they were they were up there. But it's Cook County and then Texas, Texas, Texas. Yeah. Texas, yeah. So now adding another layer to this, let's talk about just firearm related crimes, because we're, now we're adding another layer of you know, the youth have these firearms and this could be a robbery. This could be bringing it to school. This could be any kind of crime that's not death related, right? And the numbers are, well, high as well. Yes, they are. Um, and I, I think for firearm related offenses, there's not um, 
there's not a particular number that I would want to highlight. I think it's just the the fact that we're seeing such a specific trend in in the increase in the use of firearms among youth is is really important. And namely, it's not just increases in a specific type of offense. It's the use of firearms in the commission of various offenses. It's important to remember the context of anything when we're looking at data, right? So what was going on in the background of, of the years that we're looking at? And half of the time in the age, in the years, uh, the range of the years that we're looking at, we're, we're in the pandemic, right? And that's a really important context to remember um, for two reasons. One, because we, we shifted to remote learning, right? So um, a, ma- almost all kids are at home or at school remotely. They're not at school physically. And we know from previous research that um, about a third of contacts into the justice system for youth happen at school, right? So that means that um, kids can get arrested or get referred to juvenile justice. A third of those referrals to juvenile justice happen at school. So if you're not in school, we're not getting as many referrals to juvenile justice, right? So you're seeing a decrease in those numbers as we would expect. But even though we're seeing less, um, less contact with the juvenile justice system, we're still seeing an increase in not just the proportion, right? We would expect to see a proportion, this, you know, an increase in the proportion if we're seeing less, a, a smaller denominator, basically, right? Less kids contacting the, the system. But we're seeing an increase in the raw numbers of firearm-related offenses. So even though the denominator is decreasing, the total number of kids refer, being referred to the juvenile justice system during the pandemic years is decreasing, the the numerator, right? The number, just the raw number of kids committing offenses involving a firearm is still increasing during the pandemic. So it's- The other thing that I want to say about our county departments is the county as a whole is doing better about data. Um, Like we're trying to collect better data. We are trying Mm -hmm. to report more on data. So when you also see these increases, there's also a lot of inner work happening to make sure that we are collecting better data for these offenses as well. So maybe before there may have been some, here's an offense and, you know, all the boxes may not have been checked or all the paperwork may have not been done, but there has been a conscious effort to also um, incorporate better data collection. And that is actually moving, I know this is moving on, but to some of the recommendations, it's also noting that we are trying to get better with data collection. So we have to look at all of the context. So the numerator, the totals, the pandemic, but also internal, better data collection. So for me, when I was looking at some of the numbers, I did see that the firearm offenses, debts, it almost seemed like it was skewing one way, right, towards black and uh, Hispanic communities. And they were, they, they that was the majority of the incidents. Um, so I almost want to focus on a solution here. Y'all also recommended some solutions. And I know solutions will be given after reading the report by other county officials and organizations. But when it comes to that, like what solutions did y'all recommend? 
Um, again, I think that the context of the data is really important, Raheel. I think that when we say we're seeing um, youth that identify as Black or African-American or youth that identify as Hispanic, in, are the individuals that have the higher number of firearm-related deaths or firearm-related offenses, there are several reasons for that. And we sort of touch on it in, in the report when we look at risk factors. Um, you don't specifically talk about any racial groups, but it's it's important to keep in mind what is it that happens in a youth's life or their family that um, collectively can potentially contribute to um, acts of violence in the future, right? So at no point do I say that like these things cause youth firearm violence, but we just look at risk factors that have been found in you know, other research that have contributed to youth involved in violent crime. Um, and it's, you know, like things like things we know, right? We like previous trauma, uh, low economic uh, opportunity, poverty, um, abuse, you know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of household reasons. as well. Parents in the house. Right. I, I saw that as well. Yeah. So, so a lot of reasons. So when we look at potential solutions for, um, reducing youth firearm related deaths and violence, that larger context is important to keep in mind. And, and there's a whole other body of research that talks about preventative um, approaches like investments in early education and parental supports and um, poverty reduction programs, um, which are all, which have all been shown to improve outcomes in the future. But for the purposes of this report, we focus on um, programmatic solutions for individuals already involved in firearm-related uh, violence, not because the other research is not relevant, quite the opposite. It's very, very relevant, very, very important. And um, it's just so beyond the scope of what we could produce in the given time frame. So um, we're gonna leave that to the experts. I want to give a quick shout out to our departments that work so hard and tirelessly and are genuinely invested in helping these kids, yeah. you know, um, and, and also highlight that they have a, you know, our juvenile probation department has a really great partnership with Rice University and Texas Policy Lab to evaluate their programs. So that work is ongoing and I think we just need to continue to support efforts like that. It's a long-term effort, so it's going to be ongoing for a while. But that is how we that is how we reduce youth gun violence is identify what works and continue to invest in those programs. Perfectly said. And I hope this report is the first step in that so we get a true look at the numbers and we can evaluate everything. And hopefully when we look at this report again and in a year, two years, five years, 10 years, whatever it may be, that firearm violence with the youth is down. And that is the ultimate goal. Arisha, thank you so much for joining us. Amber, thank you so much for joining us. Great job with the report. And thank you for shedding some light on such an important topic. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate you. That was Harris County Commissioner's Court's Analyst's Office Interim Director Amber Weed and analyst Arisha Davua. The entire report is linked in our show notes. Before we go, 
We're coming off a weekend where the city hosted the Art Car Parade down Allen Parkway. Galveston hosted its annual Tall Ship Festival. Multiple professional teams had games at various venues across the city. And so many other educational and artistic events took place. I wanted to bring this up because it's a reminder of how dynamic and exciting our city can be and what makes it one of the best places to live. So I really hope you're out and about and enjoying everything the city has to offer. That will do it for today. I'm Raheel Ramsnali, and I hope you learned something new. That was Harris County Commissioner's That was Harris County Commissioner's Court's Analyst's Office Interim Director Amber Reed 